0: Let all God's people say, amen. amen. We are thankful for the gift of life, for Jesus the Christ, for the Holy Spirit, and for the body of Christ being assembled today. We thank God for this privilege uh, in the absence of Pastor Leg, We want to thank Brother Paul for uh, his hospitality, for the Leg family uh, who's here and For the many of you all that are in attendance, it's just good for us to be together again. Uh, I I bring you greetings from the Cross Baptist Church. We met here uh, a few years ago, actually, and I I remember uh, seeing so many of you all here. Uh, During the times, I guess, as you would exit, uh, many of our people would be coming in, but I was a part of one of our Bible study groups that would meet in the back area here in the sanctuary and it's so great to see all the great things that God is doing in the life of his church. Uh, for those of you all that are visiting and this is your first Sunday or else you've been here for a few Sundays, I am glad. Uh, however, if this is your first Sunday, I am apologetic. I am not Pastor Leg, uh, And so truly indeed, you have picked a great church to come and visit. This is a great body. I'm so thankful that our paths cross. A few years ago, and it's been a blessing to me to call Pastor Legg and Pastor Wisner and to this great staff here. Friends, uh, you don't run into that often, but I I do thank God for the leadership here, for the membership. Uh, There is nothing, nothing uh, that I've ever seen here at this church family that would keep me from recommending anyone to come and to be a part from the, the fellowship, the worship, all the way to the fishing. It's just a good place, a good place to be. The coffee's great. Uh, and so, again, I just want you to know that you've picked a great church body to be in worship with. Uh, so thankful for our praise team this morning. They have blessed our hearts in both services. But if you were blessed, just give God glory by putting your hands together as so we thank God. Amen. Amen. I am, uh, as as uh, Brother Paul has alluded in just a few moments, we'll be uh, s- starting our 12 o'clock noon service. And so I was sharing with him, had I been intelligent, I would have uh, curved our preaching series where it would have lined up uh, with this one. So hopefully by the third service, uh, I would be well in the swing of things where either I got really good at it or else I got really bad at something, uh, but either either way, I'm so thankful that you've allowed us to come this morning. Before we go into the preach time, I want to acknowledge my family who's come with me. We were in Arkansas yesterday and day before. Uh, traveling in the heat is not fun. Uh, and so they, they were able to do that with me. Uh, they were here this morning, and so I just want to acknowledge them. Uh, yo, will you stand? This is my wife, Yolanda. Everyone say hi, yo. <laughs> so that's my yo. Uh, she makes most of our meals at home and keeps us in line and so I'm so thankful for her, uh, my daughters and son. They're here: Tyra, who's actually one of my early college, high school students in 12th grade; Naya, who's a nursing student at TJC; Stephen, uh, who's a 6th grader going at Caldwell Arts Academy. Give them a hand, please, for being here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I- I'm so thankful for them. They allow me a chance to uh, take time and to prepare for moments like this. And so. I am thankful for them. Um, I want to invite your attention, if you have your Bibles or else if you're using your phone app, um, if you will please look at John chapter 5. I believe you've been walking through John, Uh, and so we're going to continue that process. If we look at John chapter 5, and I am going to ask for you to direct your attention specifically to verse 39 and 40. Uh, Those are two verses that we will lift up. However, we'll look at some others as well. But in John chapter 5, verse 39, you'll find these words. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life may God add a blessing to the reading and to the hearers thereof this is a conversation that Christ is having with uh, some Jews and they were studying the scripture however uh, they were unaware as to what they were studying and since our last time together i can say I've, i can truly say uh, two good things one god has been good Uh, Since our last time, which I believe has been about four years, uh, God has truly been good in the life of the church. I can see God is doing great things for you. God is doing some great things for the cross. And just in general, God has been good. And it does not mean every day has been great. Uh, Many of us in the room possibly have had some moments that there have been tears shed. But for the most part, I can honestly say God has been good. Uh, but the second thing that I can say since our last time that we've come together, I can say that I've discovered that a lot of people have some big problems. And uh, I don't think it would be wrong to say there are some people that have some really, really big problems. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, I merely want to talk about what is the big problem with people. What's the big problem With people. Now, I don't want you to look to your neighbor as if you're wanting to uh, get into an altercation with him, but I do want you to talk to your neighbor uh, just for a few moments. So, the person beside you is your neighbor. Uh, So, just nudge him and just say, Good morning, neighbor. And, And so, just say, Neighbor, say it out loud, neighbor, what's the problem? Now, if you have a neighbor that's stoic and is not looking, At you And they're uncomfortable that you're looking at them. Just look up at me and say, neighbor, what's the big problem? Amen. Pray with us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your written word. We thank you because we know your word is right. We want to say thank you for your spirit that speaks to us. We pray that in this time that we will not just be hearers, but we will be doers of your word. We love you. We give you glory. We pray this in the matchless and peerless name of Jesus. Amen. This text is an ideal text if we want to see how to handle people that have problems with us. And we are not merely wanting to be argumentative. We're merely wanting to argue For their salvation. Christ was not combative with this group of people he was talking to. He was not trying to start a fight. He was merely stating the case. And in this text, what we read is Christ is clarifying. You're reading, you're studying, but you don't understand. Now, that was not the premise of this text. Keep in mind, uh, Christ had just performed a miracle. At the beginning of this chapter, there was a man that was there in line, and people were being healed, and he was trying to get into the pool while the water was moving. Christ realized that, and the man said, I don't have anyone to help me to get into the pool. And Christ asked a rhetorical question, do you want to be made whole. And in this text, what we find is that there were some people that caught wind that this man had been healed on the Sabbath. And that was a problem. And verse 16 in chapter 5 tells us it was such a problem that they wanted to persecute him. They wanted to kill Jesus. Now, I would like to say I'm so glad that no one in this room is Jesus. I'm glad that I'm not Jesus. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that act like they are Jesus Junior. And by that, we sometimes feel that we do no wrong. But many of us, if we were in this spot and we knew that we had all power in our hands, And we knew that someone truly had a big problem with us. Many of us would use our powers and try to take them out. But here's Jesus speaking to them, talking to them, in essence, letting them understand, even though you're searching for the answers, the answer is right here. In front of you. My friends, when I look at this text, I see the presence of Christ showing us as a body of Christ, really how we could and how we should respond when we are dealing with people that have problems, and I mean really big problems. I think one of the things Christ does, and he does well, is he shows there is no need to be combative with him. This problem that they have, the desire of wanting to kill me, it's really not about me, but it's really that they have a big problem with the witness. That was one of the things that they had an issue with. They had problems with the witness. Obviously, they had stated they had an issue that he was working on the Sabbath. Early in this chapter, they also had a problem with the fact that he had claimed to be the Son of God, and that was a problem. But what Christ shows in verse 31, he shows, or he speaks to the, speaks to the Jews, and he tells them, look, I can't witness unto myself. In essence, I can't validate myself. He was not trying to proclaim himself as many athletes do today and say, I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest of all times. or I'm the best that the world has ever seen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest. But in essence, he was saying, I don't have to do that. Because he clearly states in verse 33, he says, John did it for me. John witnessed Unto me. You remember John, uh, he was saying, I'm not the way, but I'm preparing the way for someone that's going to come that's greater than me. Jesus tells the Jews, not only did John serve as a witness, but my works were a witness. In essence, he's saying, All the miracles you've been seeing me doing are all the miracles that you're going to get ready to see me do. That's God's way of using my hand to do works, to prove that I am who I said I am. The father, the father witnessed unto him in verse 37. And then Jesus even tells this group of people that had a problem with him, the word witnessed unto me. Here's the thing. When Jesus was speaking to this group of Jews that had issues with him. He understood, he understood, it did not matter how many times God showed himself strong or proved that Christ was the son of God. Many of them would never accept the witness. And I don't know if you've ever talked with anyone that will denounce that God is God or that Jesus is the Son of God? The reality is, in this room, there's enough proof to validate that Jesus is the Son of God. Sitting beside you is a neighbor that just spoke to you. And I imagine if you talk with that neighbor, just for a few moments... If you got to know that neighbor, that person that's sitting beside you, the person that's in front or behind you, you possibly would discover they could also serve as a witness that Jesus is the Son of God. Because when you're witnessing, it's similar to how uh, we look at martyrs, how they're willing to give their lives over for the sake of acclaiming something. A witness is willing to even suffered death. And what Jesus is doing with this group of people that had a big problem, he's not arguing with them, but he's trying to persuade them, accept me for being the son of God. Accept the fact that I can only do these things that I'm doing because I am the Savior and the Lord. And there are people that you may come into contact with at work, in your families, even in the church, that are religious, but they don't accept the witness that Jesus is the Son of God. The person that you're sitting beside, the person that may be in front of you, could very well be a witness, could attest to the fact whenever a person needs to know does God truly have power, say, to heal? There may be a witness in the room that could say, why, yes, I had cancer. Why, yes, I I had a surgery. Why, yes, I was driving and I went to sleep. I covered a few miles, didn't know what was happening. My car never went off the road to the left or to the right. I'm here today. I still have activity of my limbs. I still have a reasonable portion of my strength and health. Haven't lost my mind, have not gone crazy and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm still here. I still got hair on my head. I can be a living witness. Is there anybody that can say, I know that Jesus is the son of God? so the reality is there are people that have big problems that are searching that are looking for answers and they need someone to say yes he did it before and he can do it again Jesus was not arguing with them for the sake of winning an argument he was arguing with them in defense of him being who he is And I think he shows us in this text, not only do people have big problems with the witness, but they also have a problem with their wit. This was not a group of unlearned people. These were Jews. They were religious. They knew the Torah. They knew the law. They understood what Moses said you needed to do. They knew the do's and don'ts of religion. And have you ever run into people like that? The Bible says, don't do this. Jesus understood they had a grasp of religion. But what this text shows us, they were still missing it. They had a big problem. When we look at this text, we will find a few things. We will find in verse 37, it shows that they were unaware when you look at verse 38, as well as verses 45 through 47, it shows that they were unbelieving. In spite of everything they studied, they still did not believe. When you look at verse 39, it shows they were unwilling to come to him. They were studying. but They were too smart. Verse 42 shows that they were studying the scripture but they were unloving now as a child I used to hear some of the older people saying I had no idea what it meant and I still don't know what it means but they would say so crazy that they don't have the smarts that God gave a road lizard I'll say it again and go real slow so crazy that they do not have the sense that God gave a road lizard. Who understands that? Because I don't. But I do know that sometimes people can be so smart that they can think themselves out of one of the basic answers to life's problems. And that is, Jesus is the Son of God. We can figure out botany, We can figure out physics. We have neurosurgeons. We have teachers. We can figure out many things. You can take kids and they can figure out how to do video games. But yet when it comes to the basic premise of our faith, the basic answer to life's problems, we sometimes are so smart, so witty, that we think ourselves right out of the greatest answer to life's problem. And that is that Jesus is the son of God. Family problems, that's a big problem. Jesus is the son of God. Problems at work, trying to figure out how to handle staffing, trying to figure out how you're going to go in each day and work with colleagues that you really don't like. But the Bible says you got to love them. Talk if you can. Jesus is the answer. And what Jesus was doing here in this text, he's showing a group of Jews that wanted to kill him. He's showing them, I don't have to argue With you. But I can just state the argument. Because I want to win you over. And to let you know that I am. Who I say I am. This text shows us that. These Jews. This group of people that Christ was speaking with. They have problems with the witness. Fourfold witness that came to them. They still could not get with it. They had a problem with their wits. They were smart. They were religious. But they could not grasp Jesus. And this text also shows that they had a problem with the way. Not a way, but the way. They had figured out a way because they thought, a way to eternal life was merely if I learn the scripture, I can have eternal life. Now, the Jews, actually, there were two groups of Jews. Some could not even grasp eternal life. They could not even grasp the fact that after this life, there is another life. There was a group of Jews that could get with it, but they could not figure out how can you have eternal eternal life in the manner that Christ is speaking here. And they thought that that was from being religious. And sometimes, sometimes we're so heavenly that we're no earthly good. Jesus is speaking to this group of Jews and he's trying to get them to see. He's trying to get them to see I am not talking about a way. I'm talking about the way. So right here, when you look at verse 38, Jesus is speaking to them and he's saying, Nor does this word dwell in you. See, when God's word truly gets on the inside of you, you really can't be the same. And what Jesus was trying to get them to see, he's saying, look, you don't even believe the one that God sent. He says in verse 39, you study the scriptures diligently, which implies you're digging in the scriptures, you're searching, you're you're trying your very best to understand it, but yet you think that in them you have eternal life. And these are the very scriptures that testify about me. They validate who I am. But yet you're looking at the scriptures and you can't accept the fact that I am who I said I am. That's a big problem. It's a big problem in the text. And it's a big problem today. And there are a lot of religious people that look religious I mean, they're kind. They don't hurt anyone. They have a moral compass. They look like the model family or the model person. But they don't have the answer. They study scriptures. They have a devotional. They're smart. They have the wits. But yet they've not figured out that the way to eternal life is making sure that you know the way. He said, yet you have refused to come to me, to come to me, to have life. You know, for those of y'all that are parents and you can remember when your babies sometimes would cry and didn't know words, but they would sometimes just signal that they wanted you to pick them up. You know, and sometimes pampers were soiled and they had tears coming. They were there saying, pick me up. What Christ is showing here, he's saying, I've been saying, come to me. You've been reading scripture. Come to me, ye who are weary and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Come to me. Christ is saying, you've refused to believe. He says, you figured out a way. I'm saying, I am... The way. When you you have a chance and you ride the bypass here uh, in Tyler, there are some places that there are exit ramps that you can get off, and it actually speeds up uh, the way you get around Tyler. You can skip some of the traffic uh, in some of the more congested areas, but there are some places you can't take that exit ramp and have access to. It's it's indeed a way, but it's not necessarily the way. Uh, My house is a good example. Uh, In order for me to ride the bypass, if I were to get on, I don't have access to my house from the bypass. I would either have to go and exit uh, on Highway 64, or else go up and exit possibly uh, on 155. It's not the shortest way to my house. It is a way. It's not the way. And many people have tried to bypass Jesus Christ because they thought that they had a quicker way. But the reality is, he's saying, I'm not just an alternative. I am the best that there is. I am the only way. Because Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And many people are looking for truths, they're looking for ways. They're looking for life in the wrong places. And he's been revealing himself, saying, come to me and believe. There are a lot of problems that people have, a lot of issues, a lot of circumstances people are going through, a lot of pain that people feel. And in this text, Jesus shows the proper way to respond it's to realize that people have big problems. Sometimes it's with witness, sometimes it's with their wits, and sometimes it's with the way or with Christ. Andre Crouch wrote a gospel song before he passed, and he said that Jesus is the answer for the world today. He said, if you have some questions in the corners of your mind and traces of discouragement and peace, you can't find reflections of the old past seem to face you every day. There is one thing I know for sure, that Jesus is the way. Then the choir would join in and they'll say, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is. Jesus is. Jesus is the way. Pray with us. How great thou art. You have been faithful to us and we thank you. We bless your name. We want to say thank you for your written word. And our prayers that we will not just be hearers, but we will be doers of your word. We love you and we give you glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.